This is Learning Innovation, the teaching and learning podcast, otherwise known as LittlePod. We are created by Lethbridge College's Centre for Teaching, Learning and Innovation, located in Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada, on the traditional lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy. Here at CTLI, it's our job to keep education innovative and accessible, which leads to lots of conversations and projects with students, educators, and experts in our networks. We hope you'll tune in, hit play, and get inspired as we navigate and capture the dynamic landscape of teaching, learning, and pedagogy. Welcome to episode number 21 of The Little Pod. Our guest today is Ibrahim Toure, an instructor in the School of Justice Studies at Lethbridge College and a PhD candidate in cultural, social, and political thought at the University of Lethbridge. Today, we'll be talking about critical race theory methodology as a counter-storytelling approach for marginalized people and people of color. Welcome, Ibrahim. Thank you, Donna. So for people who are unfamiliar with the concept of critical race theory, can you define this for us? Yeah. Um, critical race theory, um, it's, it can be seen as uh, both a theoretical approach as well as a methodological approach that developed in the United States in the 1980s. Um, but mainly the theory developed uh, to challenge uh, some of the assumptions that we, we often have within our own institutions, uh, the idea of um, our institutions and objectives, the idea that um, we are within institutions where meritocracy matters. Um, the harder you work, the more uh, benefits you get as a result of that that work. And so critical race theory um, centralized the race as race and racism as central um, uh, concept that informs the decisions that we we make and uh, the type of things that individuals in society have access to and 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 um, uh, you know that uh, determine the life uh, life um, outcomes of uh, individuals within our own society and so so yeah it can be seen um, as a as a, a methodological a theoretical approach to explain those um, unconscious bias things that we don't often think about um, and so see the subtleness that we have within our institutions, either in policies and practices, uh, standard operating procedures that we don't think about, race being a factor in, in, in some of those things. So critical race theory allows us to see how subtle racism is within those institutions today. And so when we use it as a methodology, we look at the intercessions of race, uh, with the intercession of class, gender, and, and a number of other intercessions that we have in, in society, how those things compound uh, to produce outcomes for others within society that are, you know, are detrimental to, 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 to the effort those people are making within society today. I think that, that, for me, that's my own understanding of what critical race theory is, both as a theoretical as well as a methodological approach. And why is this important um, for academia specifically? Yeah. It is important because when you think about educational institutions, um, we education can be seen both as a, as a tool for liberation, uh, but it, education can also be seen as, as, a, as a site for promoting, you know, the status quo that we have within society. We, as instructors, 
yeah, should challenge some of those normative, uh, normative majoritarian stories about others that we, we see to set the history straight of some of those things. And so critical race theory allows us to be able to do that, to ask questions, to say, what about race? What about gender? What about class? What about, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, age? What about ability and all those things? What about um, sexuality? What about sexual orientation when you ask? So when you start asking those questions, um, you, you, you'll be surprised to see the answers that, that usually comes out from asking those questions that nothing is, it's, it's not what it appears, right? And so it's important for us as, as educators to go um, trying to challenge those stories that we know about others and actually trying to get stories from those people whom um, th- those stories are about. We can ask those people to tell us what their stories are that may contradict what we know, what we think we know about them as well. So it's almost a way of of shining a mirror on academia and and looking deeper. Yes, um, it is. It, it's a self reflection. It 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 asks us to challenge ourselves. You know, um, I I came to Canada. You know, and when you think our system of education, my elementary to secondary school was based on the you know British uh, system of education, and so Canada being uh, um, a colony or with a with a, a colonial tie to British uh, the British system as well, you can see that. So. I've been exposed to the same narrative all along about what it means to be to be a person, to be to be a, a human being, to be a man, to be all those uh, those things. Uh, and so, you know, uh, coming here, uh, I was still along learning along that same line, that same narrative or so. And so, it's important that uh, you can sit back and ask those questions about yourself, about your role within society, about um, how the role that you're playing in, in, in promoting the same, the same narrative over and over and so on. So it asks us to challenge ourselves, to challenge the way how we think, um, to challenge the way how we ask questions, to challenge the, um, even the materials that we use within our own classroom, to challenge even the people that uh, we invite as guests to our, to, our, to our classrooms and so on. And so it, 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 it takes a lot. It takes a different, a different form of thinking. It takes courage um, for someone to go beyond their comfort level to interact with individuals that they may not necessarily uh, be comfortable with. You mentioned earlier about storytelling and hearing people's stories. And why is that important? It's important because when you think about it, so critical race theory as a methodology values the stories of people. And so they do stories, um, critical race theorists that are using this uh, this methodological approach sees, in fact, it may not be the story may not actually be the act the, the right term to use because um, uh, from a critical history perspective stories are, should be considered as data right to understand the life experiences of those individuals that are telling those stories and when you think about it um, so if, if we use an example of racism on, on how the subtleness how it often works within the, that subtle form within our own society so if you are within a specific department you experience either gender discrimination or racial discrimination or ageism discrimination or sexual orientation discrimination in something that is something that you just experience and you may not you question yourself or maybe i'm just overreacting 
But what what uh, storytelling within a critical race theory perspective allows us to do is that when you start hearing, people start telling their stories, connecting um, those stories with different individuals within, say, within this institution, Leftbridge College, for instance. And so when we start to see those stories coming from different areas, and then we can, critical race theory allows us to see that hey, it's not just an anecdote. It's not just an isolated incident because stories brings people together who um, might have experienced something similar, but during those experiences, they experience those things in silo. And then when the more we hear them, the more we can say, it's not just an isolated incident. We have a problem that we need to address. And so, so, so for us to be able to actually uh, address it, we have to validate the stories of those people. And this is what critical race theory does by validating the stories of those people um, who likely um, perhaps have been exposed um, to, those, to those various forms of discriminations that we have within, within our society. So the person that tells a story is very important to uh, a critical race theory um, uh, from a critical theory perspective, that we value you as you, the person that is telling the story. You are the one that we valued. And your story needs to be validated. Those connections between all of those stories and, and those networks. Yes, yes. And, uh, you, you know, and it, it's important. It's very important for us to, to start to see those connections. And um, um, I don't know, when you think about it, um, sometimes when 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 you hear a story and that that reminds us like, oh wait a minute, I had an experience of that similar, but I didn't think much about it, and then you you start hearing other people talking about the same things like, oh now it makes sense, I can see why this thing happened, and I was just not re- overreacting. Uh, sometimes we see you, you're the one that is only crazy for thinking like, you know, who, who are you to talk about racism? Racism doesn't exist. We don't, we don't, we don't, you know, but, but when you start hearing people exp- uh, talking about those things, but stories, sharing those, it's one thing, right? Um, trusting that people are not just going about making stories about, you know, um, racism, discrimination, sexism, and all those forms. It's not you have to actually uh, make that commitment to value and trust and believe those stories as data, as exposing something that we may not be necessarily know about if we don't actually um, talk to those individuals. And this is another principle for for critical theory, challenging objectivity and so on. So myself as a researcher coming in, we always have this notion of, you know, being objective when when you're doing your research, but when you think about it, who um, who would, say for instance, for me doing a four year PhD and look, who would want to subject himself to a four year torture of reading something that they don't have interest on? So it's very important that um, any topic that you, uh, as a researcher, that you choose to, to 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 research, you have an invested interest on it, and so of course you, you're gonna try to be as much as effective, but your values. Your values inform the type of uh, the type of topic that you choose. 
Um, and so ideology, your ideology, the way how you view the world, going to inform the type of uh, research, the topic that you're going to be uh, deciding to to research, the the questions that you're going to be you're going to be asking on that. And so critical race theory, think about those things, all of them, including race and racism, and uh, and incorporate that type of way of thinking of seeing the world to ask from the conception of of a research question to the type of questions that you would ask your participant and, and, and so on. And so it's important to, to not only just see stories as stories for entertainment, but here we're talking about stories of lived experiences of those individuals. And from a cricketist theory, the storytellers uh, is very important to, to a, a cricketist theorist who is researching, researching um, racism and racial discriminations and other forms of discrimination within our society today. And is that um, when you're looking at at the research and the work that you're doing on your PhD, is that how it moves into critical race methodology? Yes. So it, it you know, and of course now nowadays, precarious theories were seen before as something that as, as a theory that would just highlight, point to the problem, but not necessarily. Um, you know, finding solutions to those to those very problems. So now you you we are seeing um, a new uh, innovation. If you if you want to put it that way, we're always gonna test theory. We're always gonna try to 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 either um, uh, you know confirm or disprove those prepositions that that a theory is making and so on. So there is always room for refinement of a of a particular theory and so on. So curriculum, if you think of it, it's a very relatively new theory. Intersectionality is one thing that uh, Kimberly Crenshaw, who was one of the founders of this Gregory's theory, also uh, came up with this idea of intersectionality to allow us to see that if we use, we see race as central, race and racism as central principle that inform the lives of, uh, of individuals that we have in society. And so we can also use an intersectional perspective to say, Yes, race, uh, critical race theory can allow us to see race as black people in general, the experiences in society. But by just looking at it, we're going to miss the experiences of, uh, of black women where they are being impacted by we live in a, patri- a patriarchal society where being a man, male dominance in, in, in society. And so we, if we focus only on those, on those um, uh, concepts, race, blackness, and so on, we're going to miss uh, the, the experiences of a gender discrimination that women of color also experience in our society. So intersectionality allows us to see, to be able to explore those experiences of uh, of uh, violence and so on, and a number of discrimination and so on related to gender within our various, even marginalized communities and so on, including black communities and so on. So it's important that uh, we see it that way. And so we also see now research uh, incorporating qualitative research and uh, incorporating uh, intersectionality as part of that. My approach, I am doing uh, a critical race uh, mixed methodology. Right, and so mixing critical race theory um, as a methodology and mixed uh, mixed methods research uh, to explore my own research interest. So what does allow me to do is that um, um, our society tends to value statistics, numbers, and so on. And so, so you know, create, mixed methodology allows you to explore, um, uh, you know, a, a concept of something by you can use um, 
um, service and um, you can also use interviews and in, in, in those things to combine those things and see how you can how clearly you can understand an issue it's not just a number we can build context behind those numbers so when we look at the statistics we should also be asked what the story behind those numbers so Krikari's methodology allows us to centralize race and racism being central and challenges those areas of objectivity and meritocracy within our society so those going to inform the the conception of my research uh, topic, the questions that I'll be asking and so on. And uh, um, uh, creating a survey will allow me to ask those questions centralized from those from the idea of racism, racial discrimination that those people experience when their day-to-day um, normal life that we, we want to put it as a normal life experience within society. But as well as um, uh, uh, bringing those those statistics out from a survey, uh, interviewing and, and talking to those individuals who might have uh, that have, um, likely have experienced uh, discrimination or any of those things within society can tell their stories. So I can see those numbers, and I can have I can that the context would also be there to explain that behind these numbers are people are real people who experience the, the thing that I'm trying to understand within society today. Not only, and of course, those people are going to tell us what we need, the t- things that we need to do in order to address those problems that we are trying to to to, to transform our society in, in that case. So Krikari's story, from there, it's not just, it's moving from that just point in problems and moving towards actually providing a solution to how we can address those those um those issues that we bring in, but of course it's gonna be, um it's always gonna be the challenge. In yes, we know what the problems are, but sometimes the solutions that we we need to <laughs> to come up with to actually address those things that's a different a different story a different a different thing, for us to actually um, implement some of those changes that we need to address. I really love how you're combining the data with with the human stories. It sounds to me like it really humanizes the research. Yes, uh, and that's what research is supposed to be. I'm not not a robot that will just sit there and and watch, thinking that I don't have any any influence um, uh, to the people that are you know my my research. I I don't even want to, research participant are co-producers of the knowledge that I'm hoping I'm not going to bring anything new. They know their stories. They know their, you know, their life and, and so on. So for me to hear those stories is a privilege. Um, and so I need to know that um, I do likely going to have an influence. Seeing somebody that looks like you, um, you have the same skin color and so on, that's something that you, that could be an influence. You know, I do have an influence on, uh, so I need to know my own position when I, when I do type things and the privileges that I have within society today and um, being here as an instructor, that's, that's a position um, in the sense that others don't have within, within the black community, if, if I'm to use black as a, as a community and so on. And so, the various identities that have come to embody within within this country as a black man, I identify myself as a black man in Canada. 
Um, but prior to that, in Sierra Leone, I was a Themne man, you know, a Themne, which is my ethnic, um, ethnic, uh, ethnic group and so on. So I didn't see myself as a black person in Canada because when you turn around and say, you, everybody there looks like me. So I'm not, I'm not the, the, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the alien in, in, <laughs> in the, so, but in Canada, I'm forced to identify myself as a black person, whether, whether, whether I want to identify myself as a black person or not. And this is a question that I, that I always ask my students in, in the class in, you know, uh, first I ask them, what do you, what kind of perceptions and stereotypes do you hear about black people? Of course, they're going to be scared. It's like, is that a trick question? Is it? And it's like, no, I want to hear those things directly from you. Tell me what those, some of those perceptions and stereotypes are. And so by, by allowing them to identify those things, we can talk about them in class and, and see what the historical connections of some of those conceptions are. Um, have you had any direct interaction with a black person? No. Have you have you had a, a, a black friend? And some of them attend schools where they never had a black a black student, or if they do, they never been in the same class um, within within the within uh, with that black student. Have you had a black instructor or black teacher in the school? No, they've never <laughs> had a black instructor. And here you are uh, teaching with an accent, and so I tell them like I I teach with an accent, and that accent see it as um you are gonna learn a new language. And so by the end of the semester, tell me, uh, you know, uh, what this language is. You know, it allows them to pay attention. It allows them special skills that they wouldn't necessarily get from somewhere else when they sit in my classes and, and, and so on. So, and I asked them, I was like, does it matter if I identify myself as a black person or not? They said no. When I asked, why? It's like, well, we see you, we know you're black, whether you identify yourself as a black person or not. And that's what society, you know, that is something that society creates. That uh, when you embody the skin color, you're seen as being inferior. You're seen as being unintelligent. You're seen as being uncivilized. You're seen as being, you're always crying for help. You know, um, you're seen as being, you're not from this country. You always, you came from somewhere, you know, whether you're born in this country or not. But we know we have uh, black people in, in Black History Month is coming, actually. We we know that black people have been here since the 1600s in, 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 in this life. And, and, and so on. Um, and so we know that there are black people today, they were born here. Some are born in Africa as myself, some are born from the Caribbean. And so you have a, a myriad of a black black uh, communities here that we may look the same, but we're not the same, you know, and, and, um, and so on. Uh, but this is a place that you don't always feel like you belong because you're always going to be asked this question, where are you from from? Right, you look like because you're black, it doesn't look like you are from this, uh, from this, um, from this place. You came from somewhere. Perhaps you're a refugee. Perhaps you make no. There were different levels, and so those are the type of stories that I'm talking about. That that's what some of those things too that challenging some of those uh, assumptions of uh, color blindness, race neutrality that we have in our policies, our practices, even the laws that we have within the land and so on, that those things are not race neutral. Those, those our society, it's not colorblind. That there is no, when we think about it, race is that social construction that we label people based on the skin color, the facial features that we see and not because of anything, any biological differences that that we perceive to 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 have. My students understood. Whenever you take a class with me, you're gonna know those things, and they're gonna they're gonna see how those things inform 
the way how they thought about black people and how they react when they see black a black person and so on. Some may say, "Oh yeah, Ibs, you are the exception," and so on. It you don't only need to feel comfortable when you are around me. You should be able to feel comfortable when you are around anybody that looks like me, right? And so, but we live in this society where we have a notion of who is the violent person, who, um, who are the thugs, who are the criminals, who are the gang members, who are the you know all those other things. We we have those conceptions of those individuals, and that those type of things inform how we react when we interact when we interact with those uh, with those individuals around us uh, from those various communities. So it's it's important that we we know, we see, we see people. Um, we don't pretend as if we don't see. It. I want people to see me who I am. I'm a black, <laughs> I'm a black man in Canada in Lethbridge, <laughs> in Alberta, so on. So I want people to see me to to say you don't see. I don't see color. It's it's, it's dismissive. You dismiss me. Right, you're dismissing my own experience, my own uniqueness of being being this person within this land. Are there other ways that uh, critical race theory and critical race methodologies influence your role at the college? So my role in the classroom is providing a counter narrative. So that's one. Um, it also allows me to expose the student to a different uh, lens, a different ways of, 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 of seeing things, um, a different showing them a different way of asking questions. Um, that those questions that centralize race and racism and so on. So when I teach, I ask the student, whenever I'm introducing a topic, I ask them, say, okay, we're going to talk about this, but here, what are some of the things that I wanted to think about? Uh, ask questions. What about race? What about gender? What about class? What about sexual orientation? And so, so what's missing in those things that we, we are, we, we're looking at and, and talk about in that very, so that, that allows them. And you, you know, it's, it's sometimes surprising to see that you only need to point the student to something. When you point them to the right thing, they can think and they are able to identify those, the, what's missing. Race is missing. Race is not a factor here. Gender is missing. Gender is not considered on this thing. Uh, uh, class and sexual orientation is missing on this thing. Ableism, ageism, and all those things are missing to this thing. So the actual student can come up with those questions and allow us to have a, a rich discussion within within the, the classroom. So I value all levels of knowledge, ways of knowing that it's not just knowledge that comes out from um, from from sitting in the classroom, reading, you have an explanation of what your understanding of this from your own perspective. You can explain those those things. I tell them, I was telling a story recently that, you know, I used to tell time by just standing, you go outside where there is no shade and so on, and just see where your shadow falls will tell you what time it is. You know, that the sun allows you <laughs> to tell time. And so you see, oh, it's two o'clock. Then you look at your watch, it's like, I mean, I'll be exactly two but it's very close to two you hear um uh, um, a chicken crowing right he was like oh they make oh yeah it's two o'clock and you know those things so you can tell time by the sun looking at where your shadow falls you can tell time by um hearing chickens and those number of different so those are all ways of knowing um, that I was privileged to grow, grow up in and, and see those things. So, you know, so being, making the classroom one that is that is open 
for everyone to be able to my sharing my stories allows them to also see connections like hey your stories or you too can share your own uh, story within so i see my role as you know making being there for those individuals allow them those students to share their stories in a different a different lens so being here we've been celebrating black history month um since 2017 which that was the very first time that we we've done that in this college and we've this college has been here uh, for a very long time and so it also that's a space to holding that space for those students who uh, may identify themselves as black and that they that they they see themselves you're not just new to this country you've had people that look like you who have made contribution towards the development of this land and so on that you should be proud of that um and knowing that history knowing i'm not when i came here learning about those things like oh I'm not just a new I'm not new here we our people have been have been here uh, they've all paid the prices of things that we are we're enjoying today and so we should pay pay respect and celebrate the, the continued contributions that our black people continue to be making in our institutions today um from so here you can see myself and other black um, individuals that may identify themselves as black being here making a difference in this college the ofl the ova the ofc we have we have individuals uh, from various parts of our part of africa and various part of the caribbeans making good contributions to this to this province and this city you know in particular and so on so that that's that's for me that's that's a role that i've seen uh, myself being in the college promoting this idea that uh black peoples are not just an a single entity we are different uh we may look the same but we have different different uh, uh values different beliefs we came from different countries and so on and so food it's always i always go back to food that we use the same ingredients but the outcome of that food is different so based on which community that you are in you know but we all look the same but we're still different and and so it's in, so for me i think that that is important for me to 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 see myself here being here to promote that idea of diversity so diversity it's not just you know um diversity even within group do exist we don't think the same whether you're black white brown yellow we don't think the same even if we people from the same family don't do things the same they don't see things the same way and we have to we have to maintain that we have to make sure that that comes out so that's how i i i see my role my my role as a mentor uh, within the classroom um you know build relationships because that's an approach from a from a critical race theory perspective and uh you know try to challenge to challenge those narratives and sometimes those are challenged on they're not very receptive <laughs> just take a look at the end of the the semester you look at the instructors reviews like oh yeah maybe that wasn't taken well you know but that's that's part of it and so from Derek Bell perspective like even if you get criticized on the things that you do take it as a win because then it means the person is actually thinking about what you're talking about whether they agree with it or not so criticism is actually a way of saying somebody have seen it somebody thought about it somebody reacting that's good that's a that's a good thing so it's a criticism is not always 
always about then from a from a from one of the fa- the father considered to be the father of a cricketer is theory Derek Bell. Well, and you never know down the line how that little bit, you know, that little drop in the beginning might foster that change as they have more time to reflect and consider that. So that's that's for me. It's 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 what 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 makes teaching exciting for me. You know, um, seeing how seeing how students develop from when they hear when they come in. You know, sitting in a classroom, somebody teaching with a different accent that some of them have never been exposed to. Uh, force them to pay attention and actually listen, <laughs> which which something that I force them to do. Uh, don't worry about. I'm gonna. Am I gonna be able to understand what Apes is gonna say? But actually, pay attention and listen to the to the to the message. And then, so move that they learn. They're gonna learn something new from that perspective and so on. And so to see that transformation, the way how they think, how they see uh, see people seeing them going back home, engaging in conversation and discussions from with their parents and, and, and challenging how the way how they've how we've been able to change the way how they, they think and so on. So that that is important. That is that makes teaching exciting for me and so on. Receiving emails from from parents and say, oh my daughter came out this interesting one got an email from a from a, a parent who was saying the daughter returned home one time like I'm taking this class with this instructor teaching with an accent. I can't understand. The daughter was crying. I was like, go back there, sit in the front and listen, ask question when when you when seems at the end of that 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 three year three year diploma program, parents saying thank you, you know, and coming that the daughter actually have developed those new skills of hearing somebody or hearing an accent that you were not exposed to before and actually being able to get something something from it. So it's always exciting to see where the student goes. And I believe that um, any students that I've had, uh, that I've had the opportunity to, to, to interact with, being in the classroom and so on, those students will go out and, and make, make a difference. Go out and be comfortable to engage in discussions about about racism and so on. That's the, the exciting part. That I have. Um, uh, hopefully, my student go out and be be comfortable with race and uh, can can have those conversations with race. Uh, move beyond being an ally to actually challenge uh, others' views, not just within you know quiet so hearing somebody saying something and I'm not going to participate and just going to get up and walk out. I don't value, you know, that, that, that is not good enough. I want them to be able to be in those spaces and actually challenge some of those, no, those notions and so on. And it start with being comfortable, being able to do that. And it takes a level of comfort for, for people to be able. So that's what I'm hoping that by the end of the day, uh, my students are able able to do so. When I hear back from them, it shows me that okay, <laughs> I did something. We both did something for them to still want to even engage with me or ask me for for reference or something, whatever that reference uh, form is. So it's exciting to to see to see that having that impact on on young minds and going up. So my hopes are, are on the students, the people that I interact with, those students. That they are gonna make a difference. Um, perhaps days of uh, not talking about some of those some of those issues. Them valuing stories by starting valuing their own stories, then they can value others other stories as something that are important that we need to know about. I can really hear your passion for teaching, and and I can tell you're having a huge influence on your students. Are there some specific projects 
that you've worked on with your students that you'd like to mention? Um, well, one of the, the biggest projects um, was when we started Black History Month celebration here, I had a student that volunteered, and she was white, volunteer interviewing Black students. <laughs> so her first experience, here's somebody, a white person asking me about my experience of Blackness. So, you know, and so she came like, Ibs, I'm trying to interview people. They were not, like, you know, find a Black person that can work with you. And, and so they paired up with somebody that is also black and that's what our level of course like okay it's not suspicious but we can answer these questions and so on so working with working with those students expose them to a different culture they learn about something different from from somebody from this uh black person from from this various countries various part of the world the caribbeans and african countries and uh, some that were born in canada and so that's something that is that is new that uh, um those students uh, can, can can gain from by interacting with individuals that they may not necessarily would have interacted with if they're not in the same classroom or put in the same project and and so on so that's one and um so that project, and we, we, you know, lucky to have you as part of the planning committee this year again, and to be part of that planning process of the the Black History Black History Month. Um, but you know, and so that's that. Those are some of the things that I'm doing here. But my I'm doing from my background in in corrections, and so worked with the young people, uh, both at the young offender centers uh, in this province in Calgary and Edmonton, and uh, work with um you know individuals incarcerated adults incarcerated persons uh, from the Edmonton Remind Center um, came to Calgary, you know, working as a probation officer before coming here. And now I'm interested in part of my MA. When I did my MA, I looked at um, the involvement of, um, you know, African kids that identify themselves as as, uh, black youth in, in this country in gangs. And of course, behind indigenous indigenous youth, uh, black youth, and you know, as being so, those are individuals identify as gang members by by various police organizations, not the youth themselves identifying themselves as 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 gang members. So that was something that I did, and so that sparked my interest in what I'm doing right now in in exploring those experiences of uh, of black youth. So it's still it's still in progress. I'm still working on putting uh, putting my ethics application together um, uh, for that project. So I'm looking forward to, to be able to, to have that out and, and see what, what comes out of, of that experience, exploring the interactions and experiences of uh, black youth uh, with police in Southern, Southern Alberta. And um, being that this is the Learning Innovation Podcast, we we ask about innovation. And so that sounds very innovative um, in that research area. Are there other uh, innovations that you're working on related to critical race methodology? In, in, in this, in my own, my own line of work, uh, you know, involves that, bringing something new, something, a ways of, 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 of seeing, uh, a way of delivering material, thinking about, and as we're developing new causes, asking questions about, you know, the examples that we use, the pictures that we show, and what type of narrative are those pictures are, are they trying to, to, to say? When we teach, we tell stories. When we develop, put materials together, we 
putting those material together to develop, to to kind of create a narrative in those courses that we teach. And so we engage in storytelling, whatever that we, anything that we do, but sometimes we don't acknowledge it, acknowledge it as a way of a storytelling because we have a one way of saying it's the most normative and, you know, ways of telling story that is the legitimate way of telling story. So we don't see it as story. Anything else will be seen stories just as a form of entertainment and so on. So the innovation is now, as we're developing courses, we're asking questions that are related to EDI. And it's not just necessarily looking at, oh, it's just black and white. No, it goes beyond looking at black and white to actually make our content reflect the values that we say we we uh, we do have and, and, and so on. So that's that's something that's something that that I've seen in, in some of the projects that I've been involved in uh, being included now and to think about some of those things and so on. And it also challenges, of course, it, it's always going to be a challenge, like in my area, in the criminal justice system and so on. I, I really appreciate how you have um, defined and framed innovation in that context. And I love the connection between teaching and storytelling. Um, I think that's that's a wonderful way of, of viewing it. I want to put a little plug in here with Black History Month is coming up in February. And um, there's many great events locally that give people an opportunity to learn more and hear some stories and narratives. Are there some other um, resources that you want to mention if people want to learn more about your research, your work, or learn more about Chris? critical race theory or critical race methodologies yeah for for the for the celebrations within um, within the college of black history month coming in we we have planned events we're planning to screen a movie reclaiming the plane um, of a story of John Ware the history of uh, the black cowboy within the southern province here in, in Alberta so we'll be screening that we also have an event called uh, human library. So pay attention, pay attention for for the college folks. Uh, take a look at the connections. Watch for connections. You're likely gonna see the dates and events that are that are gonna be happening. The human library. People will ask questions. I will tell them about my story and the ones that I feel comfortable to share. And people can ask questions. Don't claim to have all answers to those questions, but it's a way to allow people to, you know, ask questions. And if I can answer them, if I have answer, we we you know I, I will try to answer those questions and so. So our movie, the uh, the documentary that we're, we're planning to scream there, will also allowing people to engage in a conversation. Um, if I were talking about having it open, that you know, although I'll be there to see if in the person if somebody have question that they could ask, I may not have the answer. Maybe somebody in the audience may have question. They may have the answer to that question. So bring it there. The university is also celebrating Black History Month from an official perspective this year. And they too have a number of uh, events. So you can go to the university website and their announcement board and, and see what, what events are there. So this year, we, you know, college uh, uh, employees and students would have the opportunity to attend. Call all the events going to be virtually from the U of L that they can attend those events virtually to learn about about what Black history Black history is about and, and learn about Black people something that you may not be interested um, may may not have been aware of. Uh, for for us here as instructors, I highly recommend. I read um, um, some books, works of um, Bell Hooks. Uh, she suddenly. Passed, uh, sadly passed um, this um, this this year. I left uh, left this wall at the age of sixty nine. Um, so you know, but I've heard about her work before, but actually never actually read. So I read a number of different different works. So I think one of the the one that stands out, uh, Chich, uh, 
teach um, teach to transgress transgress I believe that's the title um, so that's something that if you are in how teaching critical thinking from uh, from her work is very teaching I think another one um, something teaching beyond beyond race or something like that and so that's a, so those are some things that I think would give you practical things that you can actually do in your in your classroom as as an instructor so check out the uh, um, bell hooks uh, bell hooks um, uh, books uh, how work and uh, those they will give you an idea of things that you can actually implement in your classroom in your daily practice and so on um, I'm sure there's gonna be um, tons of other events and, and activities, playlist of different TED uh, TED talks and so on that you can find from from the university website on on Black History Month. So just uh, pay that, uh, pay a visit to there. You should be able to see some of the resources that are out for the celebration of Black History Month. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. This episode featured Donna McLaughlin as host and Ibrahim Ture as guest. Jordana Gagnon was our producer. Ryan Robinson was our sound technician and editor. Thank you also to Daryl Benebeck, Joel Godry, Kelsey Jansen, Tyler Wall, and Jamin Heller for their ongoing support and expertise. Our podcast is funded by Lethbridge College's Centre for Teaching, Learning, and Innovation and recorded on the traditional lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy. For more information and inspiration, check out learninginnovation.ca. If you like what you hear, Please rate, review, and follow us on your chosen platform. Thank you for listening and take care.